shit. Music to my ears, y'all. Music to my ears. You know I'm happy right now. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. Anyway, let me get to it. What's poppin', y'all? What's poppin', y'all? It's DJ Gnarly. You're checking in with your boy. This is the Everyday Struggle Commentary. I'm back at it. I'm excited that the show's back. I'm happy that they kept Wayno around. Just kicked the chair out the way. I'm sorry about that, y'all. But yeah, I'm happy that they kept Wayno around. Star said he wanted off the show. He said he put his um, request for a release from his contract in. It looks like they gave it to him, as I said on a previous podcast. Now, I can't wait till after June 1st, Star is supposedly going to get a new deal with someone. And after that point, we will find the truth about what he felt about everyday struggle. He's kind of biting his tongue right now and not letting anyone know. But at this point, I will continue with the commentary. We're going to start on the episode right now. I'm pumped. You guys know I'm pumped. Um, Let's get it. Everyday Struggle Commentary with DJ Gnarly. Star, you know I love you, man. Hopefully everything works out, and hopefully we get the download from Star in the next few days about what's really popping or what's popping with him, what he's got going, and maybe we can do a commentary on his new show. But for now, we're going to continue with Everyday Struggle. Let's get it. All right, all right. So off the bat, Wayno looks hyped. Wayno, you look a little too happy like you stole Star's spot. I want them to address Star right now, so if they don't just bring up Star in the first 10 minutes, I'm going to be a little mad, but anyway, Axe wearing a trippy red shirt or a sweater, he looks ridiculous, Axe, <laughs> we know you're a fan of trippy red, my dude, you got to stop, you got to calm it down, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, car's going by, sounds crazy, I'm sorry about that, y'all, um... One thing I noticed is they have 1.2K likes and 1.3K dislikes. I'm going to go ahead and put a like on here because you know I got to keep this shit going, right? I can't just let my boys go out there. I'm not signed in. Of course I'm not signed in. Fucking of course. All right. It's starting back over now. You have to fucking take it back. Get you that like. Still... Damn, they got 2.4K dislikes now and still only 2.1K likes. This show has mental health issues. The first comment on there. Oh my God, this show should be canceled. Trash, trash, bring Star back. Oh my God, couldn't get past eight minutes. Oh my God, I'm already feeling off the bat. Oh, act taking a L for wearing a trippy red shirt. Oh my God, all right, all right. Hold up. I'm already feeling though like it's too it's too young. They need the some old cat on here to be like, you know, the best rapper of all time is Tupac. That was the only thing I had with Star. Star was a little too young. He was always with the young guys. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to it. I'm gonna get back to it. Sorry guys, sorry. Let's get back to it. But let's start with Meek Mill, man. Let's start with the best news. So of course he was released from prison. Okay. So it looks like they're just going to shy right past Star like he was never even on the show. They're not even going to give Star a shout out. Nothing about Star, huh? Straight to Meek Mill. Okay. All right. I see y'all. So off the rip, Nadeska's asking, um, I'm sorry, Star. See what I'm saying? I still want Star on the show, y'all. Anyway, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm back. I'm back. All right. 
So the first question she's asking is, how is Meek Mill handling everything since he's been out of jail? Not only with music, but mainly talking about the justice system and reforming the justice system and whatnot. Now, Ak says a really uh, funny thing right here. And I think when Ak was, Ak was kind of going hard on Meek Mill, like... Uh, anyone else would have been locked up if they did what Meek Mill did. And, you know, I don't know if it was any um, anything behind that. I don't know if Ak felt some type of way because um, he's Drake's biggest uh, fan. And Meek Mill, um, you know, released the tapes with Drake. And I don't know, there was some drama with uh, Meek Mill and academics at that point. He said the chasers hit him up and said, you're making Meek Mill look bad on your videos, blah, blah, blah. So... I don't know if Ak got threatened or he feels some type of way about Meek, but constantly in his videos about for the last, you know, when Meek Mill was going through this whole thing about six months ago, he would constantly say like, oh, anyone else that did what Meek Mill's doing would have been in jail a long time ago and blah, blah, blah. Now it seems like he's switching up. I'm going to let you guys hear it. Um, hold up. Exactly what he should do given the amount of support he got while he was in jail. I mean, a lot of people rallied behind him, not only because he was a celebrity, and that was a thing for a lot of people. Even me, I was looking like, are we only saying free this guy and we're going hard because we love his music, or do we really think he is getting taken advantage of it? And clearly, um, we saw a lot of signs and evidence that he was. So when he's out now, you gotta you gotta pay it forward. And you know what I mean? He said, I heard, heard him say some of the best stuff. He said, listen, yeah, I had seven lawyers. It cost me a couple mil, but I had seven lawyers, right. right? And I'm famous. I have these friends that could rally together to make things happen and make sure I got a fair shake. There's a bunch of people that don't have it, yeah, so right, I got to be right. their voice. Uh, I commend him for that. Um, I'm glad he also said that. All right, I think it's dope that Axe breaking it down like that, but I just wanted to point out the fact that Ak was kind of on the opposite side prior to Meek Mill getting out of jail and uh, when Meek Mill was going whole, through this whole thing. He was always saying on his channel, on his YouTube, he was like, anyone else that did what Meek Mill's been doing would have been locked up a long time ago. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Seems like he's came to his senses now, and I think he made a good point right now, but just wanted to point that out. Anyway, we'll get back to it. All right, y'all. So in this first segment, they're basically just going in on Meek saying, you know, they want him to do his best. They want him to stick to his gun, saying he's going to help the youth and whatnot. And Ak the narc is going to keep an eye on Meek Mill. He's going to be watching Meek Mill, make sure he's walking a straight line. Yo, Ak, calm down. Meek Mill's a grown man. Don't judge the man if he starts fucking popping bottles and takes a little Percocet once in a while. He just went to jail for no reason. That's my personal opinion. But, yeah, just, just let him live. Next, uh, Wayno was going off saying, you know, Meek Mill's the superhero for the youth right now. And they've uh, never seen something like this. Um, basically, and everybody, like the whole country, standing up for a rapper. And, uh, you know, hoping that he gets out of jail and whatnot. And I got to agree. I've never seen anything like this either. And uh, I can only imagine the kids with older brothers that are in jail and whatnot. They're probably looking at this Meek Mill situation like, man, 
he's got to uh stand up for us and help us out so that's really dope i'm not gonna lie i'm sure a lot of kids are looking up to meek mill like you know they've never seen this happen before and it's giving a lot of hope to guys that are in jail so that's really dope i gotta agree with that and for the most part act was breaking down a lot of good points too and i was agreeing with most of the stuff he was saying as well anyway we'll get back to this and see what else they're talking about Alright, so the second topic is the Drake 2018 run. How is the Drake 2018 run? He's taking over? What do y'all think? I was definitely feeling like, yo, this is going to be Drake's year. June's the perfect time to drop. I'm really excited for the project. I love what Axe says right here, though. I'm going to let y'all hear it right now. That album. Well, I'm going to answer this question. And just right now as you're introducing it. I might have a take that you don't expect. Okay, let's go. Uh, the, the question really is, is this the biggest he's ever been? And I kind of think, no. I don't think this is the biggest he's ever been. I think we're seeing it manifest in, in the number ones. So we're like, oh, clearly it is. But streaming is set up for a nigga like Drake. I'm sorry to tell y'all. It's set up for Drake. Okay, Drake owns the streaming era. I honestly think... After take care going up to views, that's the biggest Drake has ever been. Um, and of course, like, if but then after so much, views and how people received that album compared to the temperature now. Okay, okay. And, and this is what I got to define what, what I mean. The biggest. That was a really good point. Just off the rip, I definitely agree with them on that. Take care to views. Woo! It was lit. It was lit. After Views came out, you know, the temperature might have changed a bit. I know a lot of people weren't that happy with that album. But up until Views and the anticipation for Views, people were really, really hungry for Views. That's off the rip. Let's continue. Hold up. Where people are fiending for music. And then, like, on a mass scale. Right? I felt like up to that Views album, people were fiending. They were fiending for Views. They were, they were fiending, right? Even they were... Side question, who is everyone fiending for right now? Like they were fiending for Drake back then. J. Cole just dropped. Was everyone fiending for J. Cole? Or did that album not get the love that it should have? Let me know what you guys think. We're going to get back to it, though. Hold up. They were let down, whatever. But they were fiending. Now, Drake, I believe, he's cashing in on just his catalog, the unique type of artist he is, like, and the fact that streaming keeps getting bigger and bigger. Drake dropped nice for what a song that I don't really enjoy that much. Like I Whoa, Ack, B, come on, dog. Ack. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. That song is instantly number one. Alright, let's even forget that song, because that's a single. Right, but he's he's on a he's on song with Lil Baby. Right. Yes indeed. Drake had a sixteen, he usually does like thirty two. Let me rapping for Dick. That's a banger, by the way. Yes indeed with Lil Baby. Fire! I was just playing that joint. Yeah, that's gonna be a top ten single. I could put, I could put money on it. Right. He- Damn. That. Oh, I want to bet. I want to bet that up. Top ten single. I think maybe a top twenty. We'll see though. On look alive. That's a. That was a that's top- his song. Okay, but whatever. But it was number two. <laughs> but well, you know how the record industry works. Yeah. There's no money behind that record like a real Drake single. Right. So if Drake name is attached to anything and it's just flown to the top of the chart, it tells you, and you can see if you watch the Billboard Awards or if you just watch how he has dominated the charts, right. Drake owns this new streaming era. And um, But you don't think that he's anticipated as much as he's been before? 
This is a good topic, y'all. I'm going to continue in a second, let you guys know the outcome and give my rundown on the whole thing. But, man, I'm really enjoying this right here. Come on, man. See, now you see, no, you're trying to take, no, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, you're not going to do that shit, you're not going to do that shit because you try to take, you know that's an analogy that I've made before about something else that we'll talk about later with the Spurs, you know, don't take my shit, secondly, uh, act got caught, he's looking around right now like, wait, what, did I steal, did I steal this shit, it's like that meme with all the math problems around him, when did Wayno say that, did I steal this, He's realizing, like, yeah, I, that was just a side note. That was hilarious. Ack, you stealing Wayno's Spurs analogy, my dude? Yeah, that was comedy. This is a dope conversation about Drake. I'm definitely feeling this right now. Um, Wayno asked if uh, asked Ack if he thinks Drake isn't more anticipated now than he was in the past. Ack said, hell nah, no way more than views. But if you break that down, he's just, and Wayno even confirmed it, he was just basically saying, has Drake been more anticipated now than he has been for previous releases? Meaning, comparing this one to More Life. I think everyone would agree that this has more bang behind it, more, you know, buzz behind it, whatever you want to call it them more life you know more life was like a mixtape everyone kind of knew that so i don't even know why he's bringing up more life kind of talking shit on it when it was just a you know a mixtape it was to get some of his homies shine and whatnot anyway the uh, jay-z shit was comedy that's a good question i would need to sit back and look at jay-z's whole career um it seems to me like drake's probably been killing it longer I don't fucking know. Respected more? No way. Um, Has he put in more work with his pen on his own? I would probably say no because it seems like we've heard reference songs even though, you know, I'm not taking anything away from the guy because the reference song that we heard, in my opinion, um, rolling through the city with my woes, it was like a completely, completely different song. It was like he just took the idea. That's what it felt like to me anyway. Um... I want y'all to tell me if I'm tripping on that. And someone sent me the reference song again so we can go back and forth on that because that's what I felt like. I remember listening to that shit and being like, what the fuck? This is just really like the hook. It's a completely different vibe. Quinn Miller's dope as fuck, but it didn't seem like he was uh, putting too much work in the studio. But we'd have to sit back and analyze it. And um, if was he just shooting Drake lines or was he actually giving him songs and whatnot? So... I'll definitely agree that Jay-Z is more respected, that's in my opinion, than Drake, but Drake is still kind of on top for longer. Just seems like that to me, even in this day and age when uh, it's kind of harder to stay on top because there's so many more artists dropping all the time. At least that's what it feels like. Anyway, you guys, let me know what you're thinking about this Drake thing. You guys watch it and break it down to me. Give me your assessment on it. Um, there's probably another few points I missed. Oh, yeah, the uh, the J. Cole shit. Act trying to say J. Cole is completely out of the race and uh, kind of talk shit about his project. So he said, you know, Cole's going his own way and not really concerned with being the best. And uh, he's not even making music to compare with the best. And that's obviously Axe's um, point, not mine. 
But uh, I would have to say uh, Axe Trippin'. J. Cole definitely wants to be in the race to be the best. And all the music he's releasing is to compete for that top spot. Whether it's hitting that top spot or not, um, that's for the fans to decide. I like the Cole project, but it wasn't really holding me down like 2014. Forest Hill Drive, of course. I mean, I feel like that was, you know... Kind of a different uh, Cole, but this one's still dope. I really like the project, and it's, uh, it's growing on me more and more. And uh, we'll have to see how the Drake album uh, grows on us at the end of the year and see who's really uh, ran the year. But this is, a great, this is a great debate, I gotta say. They were going back and forth for a while. There was a lot of good topics being dropped, uh, good points, I mean. Anyway, let me know what you guys think. Uh, watch this shit and get back at me. Wasn't the number one artist? Name, name, name one year. Where were you like, yo? Yeah, he was like number three or number four. You can't. All right, well, look. And, and wait, that's what wait, 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 wait. Because it's arguable. Because all right, 2012, Kendrick dropped Good, Good Kid, Mad City, and then Drake dropped. What was this shit with the the, the sky next to? Nothing him? was the same. Nothing was the same. And then that's Kendrick went on a nice run. That's mm-hmm. why view. Like when you're gonna equate Drake to being anticipated for views, that's because Kendrick was on his ass. He dropped three albums in that, well, two, right? Man, there was Pimple Buffett. Stop what? There is no year that we would get, if we, if we did a run I by run, I'm just saying year you by got, year run. Yeah. Only last year would we ever say that, man, that might have been Kendrick here. Come on, man. Yo, you came off Take Care, niggas. was the hottest thing on the street. You're still talking about Take Care. Take Are we care, that Damn, act giving Kendrick no love. Everyone on the West Coast would say, hell no, hell to the... No- Hell, no, I'm just joking. What do you guys think? I want to hear your guys' opinions. Um, that was a that was a heated argument. I don't know, man. I feel like Kendrick was on his ass. There was a few times where Kendrick snuck up to number one. I feel like that. Now, it, was it for that long? Maybe not. Maybe it was only for a few months. But I do feel like Kendrick did sneak to number one at some point of the run. I just feel like that, y'all. I mean, I want to know what you guys think about that point they were just talking about. Um, yeah, man, I just feel like Kendrick definitely crept up to number one for at least at least a few months when the Pimp a Butterfly came out or when Good Kid Mad City came out. He was definitely right there. Um Man, and this last one, I mean, yeah, last year was definitely Kendrick's year. So what if Drake drops something in June and Kendrick drops something in July and puts his shit to rest? That would be crazy, right? All right, y'all. This was a good argument. You know, I had to play that last segment. I thought it was going to be gone, but I was like, you know what? Let me just play this for my peeps, my followers. (laughs) There's like two people listening right now. Anyway, no, I love you guys. Let's get it. Yo, Ak, how the fuck are you going to say, first of all, what the fuck was that? Yo, Ak should get slapped for this shit. That was like, that was total disrespect, B. TDE's going to run down for this one, yo. He said, first of all, name three songs off of To Pimp a Butterfly. All right, Ak, we got King Kuta. We have fucking These Walls. We had All Right, Hood Politics, fucking The Black of the Berry, Oh my God, a mortal man for free. Come on, bro. This is beyond a classic album. That fucking will stand the test of time, no doubt about it. 
what the fuck was that? And then he says, yes, it was a classic. Like, right after, he's like, name three songs off the Pimple Butterfly. What the fuck, act? Come on, B. Yo, that made me mad, act. Uh, you know I love you, too. You know you're my guy. But that made me mad. Alright, well, I didn't really get to prove his point. He did say, however, and they cut him off. I think he's just trying to compare it to club bangers, but yo, act, come on, man. You gotta be able to name three songs off it. Everyone, that's a that's a classic. And even if you can't, you read the fucking album, the track list, and you're gonna be like, holy shit, classics on classics on here. I was tripping. It's like, like for example, his last album. That those songs are actually staying in the culture. Like you could hear it running the shit. To pimp a butterfly. He had some anthems for like, the social justice movement. But yeah. I'm going to be all right. I think, personally, I liked uh, To Pimp a Butterfly more than I like Damn. Damn is is a, uh, like, I guess it's running the streets more. I guess more cats are jumping behind it in the streets, but has more of those street anthems. But at the same time, uh, I liked uh, To Pimp a Butterfly more uh, as a whole project. Um, I don't know why Axe going at to pimp a butterfly so hard or he's like seems like he doesn't like anything that's uh kind of political seems like he was going at the cold shit like i said earlier and now that kendrick doesn't seem like he likes anything that gets a little political and that's just my opinion i might be wrong um yeah it seems like that's what it seems like to me right now all right this next topic they're basically doing a review on cardi's um hold up let me turn down my music they're basically doing a review on Cardi's album. How pathetic, right? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. No, um, they're doing a review on Cardi's album. What y'all think about Cardi's album? Did you like it? Did can you? Wayno says he can't listen to it because he keeps thinking of the reference songs. And I saw that reference track video. And uh, shout out to the dude who wrote that song because um, he was obviously either being cheated on like crazy or he can just write songs for girls like it's nothing because uh that song's a hard song to write so shout out to that dude uh i don't even know if i have his name jeremiah or something like that i'm not sure um let's see yeah he killed that anyway um I think his name is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I might be wrong. Um, anyway, he killed that. Wayno says he can't really listen to Cardi, I would say comfortably, without thinking about the reference songs and about thinking that she's the not the one who wrote it. Um, come on, Wayno. Half these cats ain't writing their shit, man. But now that he knows, he says it hurts him a little bit. And he didn't really like the project. Axe going off to say he loved the project. And uh, yeah, I want to know what you guys think. What would you guys think about the Cardi album? I liked it.
but I only listen to it probably twice, just like Wayno. And then I listen to the songs I liked a few more times, but I haven't really had time to listen to it that much. But I do love Cardi B, so uh, I'll give it another shot soon enough. And shout out to this dude again, cause this is he killed this shit. Hold up. I guess it's fine, man. I get the message. You still stutter after certain questions. You keep in contact with certain ex. Yo, did did he uh, <laughs> was he dating? Is he uh, no 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 hate? But is he homosexual? Is that how he wrote such a good cheating songs? Did he have some dude cheating on him? I mean, if you have a girl cheating on you like that, why would you even think to keep her around? I don't even know. I'm, maybe I'm going out. I'm going too far. But <laughs> that's just hilarious. All right, y'all. Right here, we got a way no fun fact. And I'm giving you an update on the like situation. That's 1.6K likes and 1.8K dislikes. Is this show going to last? We shall find out. Livingston? That's your name. Your name is Livingston. That's the most Jamaican name. It's like a whole Jamaican name. Jamaican Jamaican. Axe last name. Yo, Cameron used to walk around with a with a dread wig on, and when Cameron Cameron used to walk around with like the the hat, the the fake Jamaican hats with the dreads, Uh, walking around with the shit. And when people used to ask him what his name was, he used to be like, "My name is Livingston." Oh my god. I'm dead serious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Bentley sold 460,000 copies week one. Serious numbers, but he really outdid himself. Beer Bonds and Bentley sold 460,000 copies week one. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, I had to rewind that shit. Are you fucking with me right now? Go on, Post Malone. Get your bag, man. White rappers are back at the top. White rappers is running the game again. It's official. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, that was crazy. 400 and something K? Wow. Good job, Posty. Good job, kid. And he was just running with trying to be a dude. And- Wayno saying uh, he felt like Post Malone took... Uh, yams his whole look And he was just running with it. <laughs> Comedy Anyway let's let's continue Hold up Pop yeah, Making a little bit of d- Melodic songs right. But the way he's going With his songs now It seems like he's not Trying to be in no rap shit At all Like I disagree with that though You know why Because like Like I listen to a lot Of these new, newer guys And I mean I even listen to Like Trippy Red at times mm-hmm. and, Yeah we know Ack I mean Yeah Ack you rocking a trippy? What the? Did he just say at times? I sometimes listen to Trippy Red in my spare time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. But, That's but, not evident. Yeah, I listen to Trippy Red at times. But I listen to Trippy Red, I listen to Uzi, and a lot of times the way or the avenue they go with their melodies and cadences mm-hmm. is cadences. Like it sounds like they're not in hip hop either. I, I just. He's feeling like the new hip-hop style is this new sing-song, rock-and-roll, blend vibe. I kind of agree it's a little alternative. Yeah, they still all are in hip-hop, but um, the culture, the sound is, you know, it's just 
going more rock, I guess. It's going more melodic. If you can't um, sing right now, I would probably say it's going to be hard for you to be a top-tier artist. Uh, obviously, we got 21 Savage and a few others that I haven't heard try to sing, but it definitely seems like those top spots are the for the Post Malones, the Drakes. Um, even Kendrick, you know, he sings a little bit. <clears throat> anyway, let me know what you guys think about that. Tell me if I'm tripping or not. Pop has now become the thing where it's like the definition of what they used to say porn is like. You- Hip hop is now the thing that they say. What did he just say? Hold up. Cadences is cadences like it sounds like they're not a hip hop either. I, I just think hip hop is just so broad. We know it, it, hip hop has now become the thing where it's like the definition of what they used to say porn is like. <laughs> this dude's been watching too much porn. Yo, hip-hop is not what they used to say porn is. You'll know it when you see it, is what he's trying to say. I guess before there was ever porn, you couldn't, you didn't want to explain it to someone, but you knew what it was when you saw it, no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird analogy, Ak. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to try to analyze that. You don't know. Ex- no, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> You're like, how do you define it? You define like you don't know how to define it, but you know it when you see it. Wait, and in what? this case, what does that have to do with porn, my nigga? I think that's they use the Wait, wait, wait. I even said he doesn't know. That was hilarious, but that was the worst analogy ever. Is Wayno trying to defend Post Malone for saying he's not hip hop? Act gets at his neck right here. I think this is a dope conversation because it does kind of bring up a, a deeper question. When hip hop artists get a certain, uh, when they get to a certain level in hip hop, they almost try to say like, "Oh, well, I'm bigger than hip hop. I'm doing rock music. I'm a rock star now and whatnot." But we all know that hip hop is what the fuck you guys are doing, and hip hop's the only reason you're this big too. Hip hop's the biggest genre right now. Period. So why would they even say that they're rock stars and this and that when hip hop's shitting on rock music? You could be a rap star; it's all bigger. The rap stars are bigger than all the rock stars, clearly. Um, so I like where they're arguing about this. I like these points. I'll let you guys hear it in a second. Wait, 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 wait! I didn't. See, or, or what other music you think he's playing? I said that I understood what he was trying to say by saying that he wasn't trying to be just strictly rooted in hip hop. That's what I'm saying. When he said this shit a few years ago, right? Like I said, I thought he was ripping ASAP Yam's look and was just taking and jumping in our shit to get hot and then just go elsewhere. But he was going elsewhere all along. The, what I, the point I was trying to make is that hip-hop now is, we call hip-hop expression, right? If hip-hop is expression that comes from the streets, essentially, but the streets change as well. Everything changes. Everything evolves. With Post Malone, and how he does music, or Uzi, or Trippy Red, it's just full-on expression. So what I mean by that is now the lines is blurred between hip-hop and everything else. I thought that he was just in, some, in this shit trying to rip off of it at one point in time. But he already had a bigger vision for himself from the rip. No, no, so when he's okay, making I, songs I that's on a broader scale, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, he dropped after, what was it? He had like a tape out or something. It sounded, I went to his first it sounded show like country music. Yeah, exactly. Even, right? Like he went left for a minute. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know and... and I only take exception to that because I, I got to keep these motherfuckers in hip-hop because they know they're profiting off of hip-hop. And I, what I want to embrace is that hip-hop is just expanding. You get me? And I don't want people to, to act like there's some other genre that's really giving the, 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 the strength or the, 
or the fuel behind these guys is really hip hop. Like Post Malone, his sound is very experimentative, right? Mm-hmm. Why say these words right? Experimentative. Man? <laughs> I like when you come up with <laughs> living no, you just be your best you. It's all right, good. Right, right. But um, like I see other artists doing it too, and I think if like for example. And this is gonna go left field again, like you guys. <laughs> yeah, you ain't crazy. No, like, Ty- Tyrese said this, right? Tyrese said, "Why is it when Sam Smith makes songs like what well, we make, but he's white, y'all call it pop, but when we do, y'all call it soul?" Yeah. I think that if Post Malone was black singing those same songs, we're not calling. We're not saying he's not hip hop, nigga. You're definitely hip hop. So you're not gonna be- oh because you're you're white, you get to say, "Oh, I'm not making no nigga." You making what Uzi and them make sometimes. You make what Trippy and them do. There's a lot of dudes that sound or try to hit those cadences or whatever that you try to do. And you know what? Them motherfuckers cannot come to any stage or station and say, oh, I don't do hip-hop. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but like if Post Malone is black, I don't even think he'd be... Like that's a, a, a whole nother conversation. White Irish... Damn, that was deep. I like where they're going with that. My breakdown to that whole thing is basically, hmm, it's hard to say. I definitely don't want cats, you know, jumping out the culture and uh, trying to give credit to other um, genres and saying that, you know, the only reason I'm big is because uh, uh, I do I have a rock sound or something like that. I feel like that's bullshit. The only reason you're big is because hip-hop embraced you. Anyway, I think that was a pretty dope conversation. It was good to hear him go back and forth with that. We'll see what the next topic's about. All right, so the next thing they go off about is the Childish Gambino run. This is America. Um, they're all agreeing that, you know, he's coming out killing it. It's right now, it's his time. Uh, Act brought up the fact that, you know, a few years ago, Childish Gambino got on stage and said, this is, uh, I'm the best rapper to do it, or something like that, I'm the best rapper out. And uh, Act was saying how everyone was clowning him, like, get the fuck out of here, because nobody was listening to him like that at the time. And Act made a YouTube on it. That's how I heard about that situation. I'm almost 100%. Act was clowning him on his YouTube video, um, which was funny, but I'm happy to see Childish Gambino come back and prove everyone wrong. I love to see that, and uh, even if you don't think he's one of the best rappers out right now, if he gets on stage and says that shit, a lot of people are going to agree with him at this point, and uh, yeah, he's stirring up some shit right now, so I love to see that. Atlanta season two was amazing. Childish Gambino is definitely one of the best entertainers right now. I can't wait for the uh, movies he's going to be coming out with. Star Wars, he's starring in that. So it's just crazy right now. And Wayno had a crazy point too. He's like, imagine if Spike Lee was rapping when he was directing all those classic movies back in the day. And uh, that's a great point. That would have been insane. So yeah, I just want to... uh, Give a shout out to Childish Gambino. Can't wait for season three of Atlanta and the different stuff he's coming out with. This project's obviously going to be dope. I wasn't really even crazy, crazy, crazy on This Is America when I first heard it. I was like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Had a few homies break it down to me. Obviously, the video was crazy. 
dope, but I still wasn't um, listening to the song like that. Yesterday, I played the song twice, and I was like, yo, this song is crazy. I was tripping. I love the uh, the drums he's using. I love the uh, way that song just moves, and uh, the references are crazy. It's a really dope song. Anyway, um, yeah, Childish Gambino's coming out, killing it. And everyone on the Everyday Struggles obviously agreeing. They're just basically saying, they're just on his nuts like me. We're all on his nuts right now. Pause. All right, y'all. Um, let's get to it. Let's see what the next topic's about. Later. Finally, J. Cole. Looks like we're going to get to Kanye and all of that later in the week as well. So J. Cole, of course, returned with KOD. 397,000 copies moved first week. He broke. Pew, pew, pew. That was my uh, horn, the sound off horn. I, I don't got that effect, but pew, pew. 397? Do your thing, Cole. That's what I'm talking about. Let's hear it one more time. For everything. Because we had a conversation. copies moved first week. The week as well. So J. Cole, of course, returned with KOD. 397,000 copies moved first week. Not bad, Cole. That's what I'm talking about, baby. How the fuck did Post Malone come out right after you, though, and do more? What the fuck was that about? Is Coach, I mean, is uh, <laughs> is Post Malone cheating? Y'all let me know. It's popping with that. No, I'm just playing. I guess Post Malone have more uh, playable singles. I think that's what it comes down to. And uh, we didn't hear any of the songs on uh, J. Cole until the night of, I believe. Anyway, um, let me know what you guys think. Who's better, J. Cole or Post Malone? Post Malone sold, what? what was it? 3,000 more copies <laughs> They're neck and neck I'm sorry you guys You gotta deal with this bad audio One day I'm gonna get a better like room And a better microphone But for now Please bear with me Who's better J. Cole or Post Malone Let me know Let me know Hit me up Let me know <laughs> look at his face. Yeah, look at his fucking face. Not his fake <laughs> Look at that blink, right? Yeah, they're going to believe me. Because you, the people know I know more about basketball than you do. Oh, first and foremost, <laughs> right? So, so secondly, no, go away. no. I call okay. him Napkin Cole. No, no, no. Put niggas to sleep. Paul, but what I said about J. Cole was, before Act took my shit, mm-hmm. was... That I equated him to the San Antonio Spurs because they get all the accolades, they get all the trophies, but nobody ever rushes home to say, I want to see them play. That's why I say. Just call it NyQuil, bro. Right. Whatever. Now, when it comes Damn, I didn't realize uh, every time Ak was saying Nat Kim Cole, <laughs> Nat King Cole on his show, I didn't realize he was saying uh, Nap King. I didn't realize that. He was clowning them the whole time. All these years you've been clowning Cole. I thought you was bigging him up. Anyway, um, I think people do rush home to check Cole. I think people definitely rush to check this album. I think the numbers show that. Um, If they weren't rushing home to check it, um, what the fuck were they doing? How did it sell so many? You guys tell me. Let me know if you're rushing home to check Cole. I think people definitely are. I think they're being, uh, I, I, th- I don't think the uh, turn up young kids are, but I think most people are, are rushing home to check Cole. Am I tripping y'all? Get at me, let me know. All right, so breaking down the Cole album. Is Cole doing too much by not having any features on the album and doing too much by doing all the production? 
That's kind of what they're saying. Uh, definitely Wayno saying he's feeling the project. He can't play it all the time, but he is feeling the project. And I feel the same way as Wayno. It's not something I could put on all the time, but when I'm in that mode, when I'm in that zone, I'm definitely going to go to that album. I like the project a lot. Ak was saying he likes the bars. He's saying he likes the song, um, what he's talking about on the songs, the subject matter. But he's not feeling the productions. He's got to give it up. And he also brought up the fact that Cole, in his latest interview with Angie Martinez, was saying, which is a dope interview. If you guys haven't seen that, check that interview out. Really dope interview. Um, Yeah, he was saying that he's been using the same snare for like four or five years or some crazy shit what the fuck is that about (laughs) cole we need uh some more snares a few more bass drums in there cole maybe bring another producer in the mix like a pete rock large professor um yeah i don't know um that's just the way i'm feeling uh wayno has some he was breaking down other stuff from the interview about J. Cole not having any features but featuring himself, um, which was really dope. He had to get some shit off his chest about his step pops, and uh, I thought that was really dope how Cole went about that. Um, guess the feature was called Kill Earl, his stepdad's name's Earl, or something like that. Um, it's really dope how he, he how he broke it down. Let me know what you guys are thinking about this uh, J. Cole album. Where do you guys place it on the pedestal of 1 to 10? Or where do you guys place it in comparison to all of J. Cole's projects? Is it closer to 2014 Forest Hill Drive? Or is it more along the lines of his debut project? Let me know what you guys are thinking. Uh, Like I said, I'm feeling the project. I'll probably put it right underneath 2014 Forest Hill Drive and maybe right at the same spot as um, his second album, which I really loved. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. Born Center? Yeah, I think it was Born Center. Anyway, let me know what you guys are thinking about the Cole Project. Yeah. Yeah, you do, but that's only, and you know what I mean, before I understand. Well, he already said he bowed out of the conversation of like really trying to in terms of who's the like whoever people think is the number one right all right so that's back to my point from earlier when i was saying that cole is still trying to make music to compete with that number one spot now he might have said hold on sorry cars are driving by now he might have said yeah i'm out of that conversation i don't care i'm competing with myself but deep down he still in my opinion wants to put up numbers and put up songs that are competing with the best rappers when he releases his project he still wants to be considered one of the best rappers i think that's for everybody that's rapping i don't think he's putting out a song just like oh well i hope nobody literally like it's just my heart you know he obviously wants everybody to like it so even if he said that he's not in the race i understand that but deep down he still wants to compete all right so on this next topic they're gonna go in on russ for uh, his comments he made saying producers are to blame for the whack music that's coming out um i feel like nadeska is trying to throw a shot at russ she laughed after uh, he said his thing, which it's an old interview. That's a really old interview that uh, Russ said that shit on. And I don't think Russ meant anything serious by it. I think he was just talking in the moment. But um, we'll see what they have to say. 
I'm just wondering if this was a low-key shot at Russ. Like, they didn't really need to put this on here. Because I don't even feel like this was that big of a deal. Anyway, let's hear what they say. So, Ak has a good point about Russ. I'm not sure how true it is. But he was saying Russ likes to shit on other people to big himself up. Why did he say this? It's a good point. Why the fuck did he say that shit? Um, I think he was just in the moment. He was thinking about whack producers. He wasn't thinking about the guys that are coming at his neck like Metro Boomin and stuff like that. But he said that to basically say, look at me. I make all my own beats and I don't make beats like those whack ass producers. That was Academics' point, and I think that was a really good point. Kind of comedy. Um, now, I don't know if it's 100% true or not. I want to know what you guys think. Um, I don't really care, personally. I honestly don't care, but I think it's funny. All right, y'all. Let me know. Peace. All right, y'all. So to wrap it up, whose fault is it? Is it the beat makers? Is it the rappers? Is it the listeners? Is it the A&Rs? Is it the engineers? Is it the fucking label? Whose fault is it for all the whack music we hear? Doesn't seem like anybody will ever be able to answer that. But I want to know your guys' opinions. Um, let me know. And that's basically how they ended the episode. Wayno was agreeing with Russ, but he also agreed, uh, went against Russ and said, you know, if a producer sending you 20 whack beats, it's your job to go to another producer. Um, anyway, I think that kind of wraps up this episode. I felt like I touched on most of the topics they talked about. I might have missed one or two, maybe a little more, but for the most part. I got everything. You guys are checking out the Everyday Struggle Commentary with DJ Gnarly. I'll continue to do this. I wasn't really sure how I was feeling the show. It's just the first episode. It's weird that no stars there with no Joe Button. When it was just academics in the Desca on the season with Joe Button, I think every Friday they would do their own episode. It was kind of trash. And that's when I stopped watching. Um, so I'm excited to see where they take it. But right now I'm just kind of... You know, my hopes aren't too high. I don't even know if this show is going to last. They might cut it, down, cut it out after another two months. We'll see how it goes, but I'll definitely be doing the commentary. And uh, I'm thinking about maybe just doing another kind of commentary, like a YouTube commentary where I just comment on everything I'm watching. Let me know if you guys like that idea. And let me know how you guys are feeling the new season. If you guys are happy about it. If you guys are over it. I didn't get a like breakdown. Um... I'm sure the dislikes are still over the likes, but I'll update that tomorrow when we got a new episode. All right, y'all. Thanks for checking it out. DJ Gnarly, Everyday Struggle Commentary. One love.